Hello, and welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound in video games. I'm Noel. I am Nathan. Today we are talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nate, give us an overview. What is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2023 video game? Yes. Okay. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2023 video game um, is an asymmetrical survival horror game a la Dead by Daylight is probably the biggest comparison point. Um, It's an asymmetrical horror game in which four victims must escape from three killers, family members, uh, etc. of the Sawyer family. The game is developed by Sumo Nottingham and is based on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film from 1974. The general gameplay loop, um, I've only really played as victims, but the general gameplay loop is that you load in as either victims or the family. If you're a victim, you are trying to escape like the Sawyer estate or property. There's a few different maps, but you're Mm -hmm. trying to escape by scavenging for resources, health, because you're like bleeding out. So you're finding health, finding lock picks to unlock doors. There's like things you can trap, things you can set up, places you can hide. Meanwhile, the three members of the family, uh, one is always Leatherface, the iconic Texas Chainsaw Massacre villain. Mm-hmm. One is always Leatherface. There's two others that can kind of switch between a few, like a pool of, of family members. They're all actively hunting the four victims. Um, their goal is to basically just kill you before you escape. Victims are just trying to escape. Yes, yes. It's just kind of hide and seek, cat and mouse. Um, yeah, scary, scary games. Yeah. Leatherface For- has a chainsaw. Yep. Like he always does. It's loud. Sounds like a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Noel, what do you think of this game so far? Um, So I didn't, I I played it probably like two hours. These, these kinds of like, I don't know, these asymmetrical games, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Dead by Daylight. I think the other one that I played a little bit um, is maybe more similar. uh, Friday the 13th of the game. Like this game feels like it's pulling a lot more from that game than dead by daylight um but yeah it's a it's good this isn't really my genre so like it's kind of hard for me um i think the biggest barrier here is like map knowledge is very key in these games and it's for me it's one of those like if i'm not gonna play this for like 100 hours i don't feel like it's worth playing for 20 because i'm just gonna be struggling in those 20 so much i'm just like trying to figure out the labyrinths that are these maps and like if you know the map you have such a huge advantage over players who don't. So I think that's my biggest like gameplay gripe, but it's like, I was appreciating like the VFX work here that was on display quite a bit as I was playing it. Um, how about you? Any kind of observations on like where it sits in the genre and how it feels in comparison to those other games? So I haven't played a ton of these either. Yeah. The ones that I have the most knowledge of or experience playing are Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. mostly through other people. Like I've watched a lot of people play it. Yep. 
Evil Dead the Game. Oh, I haven't played that one. came out last year. I actually really liked that one. It's a little Mm -hmm. different. It's a lot more combat focused. Like you're fighting back a lot. Uh, Um, But it's still, you know, 1v4 kind of, you know, there's a killer who has a lot more power than the individual people and you're trying to, you know, escape or kill them or whatever. mm -hmm. Actually, in in Evil Dead, you're just trying to kill them. But either way. Yep. Um, I did play Friday the 13th a little bit. I think I agree with your assessment that that one feels a little a little more similar. This feels more similar maybe to that than Dead by Daylight. I think that's all of them I have played in this like specific kind of asymmetrical horror focused killer kind of thing. Yeah. And I do think it's carved out a good niche if nothing uh-huh. else because of the 4v3. Yeah. Part. Sorry, carving. I think that is carving jokes. Chainsaw. Carving a good niche. Yeah, carving a good niche. Just, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's. I think that does a lot to set it apart just because the killers individually are a lot weaker yeah. than what you're used to in the other games. So that means that both sides sort of have to be... Well, it kind of goes both ways. Both sides either... If they're coordinating, mm-hmm. they're going to do a lot better. And individually, everyone on the killer side is a lot weaker, which I think is an interesting shift from what I'm used to in the other games where it's always like a really strong individual killer who doesn't need to really worry about much like, right. you know, team coordination, which means that if the victims aren't typically working together, it's going to be really, really hard for them to win. And as a result, Texas Chainsaw Massacre gives you more, more flexibility to play solo if you want to because if one killer is chasing you you might be fine you can kind of maneuver around that Mm -hmm. or you can team up and then you know navigate it that way and potentially come out better but that also is a drawback so well then you're both discovered then suddenly it could be like three killers all chasing two of you and then you get cornered and they murder you all right 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 but yep um I've been enjoying it. I think it's fun. I I haven't put in a ton of time. I probably put in maybe five hours at mm-hmm. this point just with matches with friends over the past few days yeah and yeah it's i agree with you on your map assessment it's very much a case of even if the maps kind of shift which i think they do yeah. like location like where the where the are, doors are and things changes but yeah but like you still kind of have an idea of okay i'm in this corner of the map this is where or this area of the map this is where I might find like an unlock tool and I need, mm-hmm. or I need a, this is where I'll get an unlock tool. This is where the fuse box is. This is typically where I might find like a fuse. Okay. Like yeah. kind of getting into that flow and knowing what to do definitely is important. And if you don't have that knowledge, it does, it can make it rather frustrating because, you know, as a survivor, you're kind of hiding and sneaking everywhere or trying to typically. And yeah. yeah, or even just wandering and confused. Yeah. It's like, oh God, what am I doing? Or, or as a hunter, like, where do I need to be looking? Like, where, like, where could they even be escaping? Is a whole different thing. Even if there is randomness, and I think yeah. it's more, it's worse in this genre than like a shooter or something would typically be because like you play a sh- like on a sh- a map in a shooter for like five minutes and you're like, okay, I know the layout, but the the, the slow pacing of this game combined with the like. You know, it's dark. You're in like a labyrinthian basement. It's just like it takes a lot longer, I think, to absorb and figure out the layout of these maps. And it's just like I was like four or five games in. I think all of them were on the same map except for one. And I was still just like, I don't remember where anything is. Like, I don't know where the staircase over here is. I don't know where I need to be looking. Um, so I, yeah, that's that's why I bring that up. But I think I think it's possible for sure. But that just yeah. is like a thing. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about more about 
um, coordination, because I think that is kind of a good like starting point as to how sound plays a role in this game. Um, so in my games, people were using voice comms and like talking a little bit, not a ton, um, because as you were saying, coordination is so important. I think specifically for the hunters, like there's really no downside to being very well coordinated. Like you basically, like you want to be communicating and figuring out like who's covering what, where, where people are as much as possible. Only the people, only the other people on your team can hear you talk. So there is no like proximity to the killer voice chat thing. It'd be cool if it wasn't that way though. It'd be cool if, like, if you got spotted as a victim, like, your voice would start getting piped to the other team. (laughs) Yeah, or, like, if you, right, if you're, like, sneaking around with someone and you're like, okay, I'm going to go that way, and, like, you're just talking to each other, they can, like, hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're making sound. I feel like it's fun in theory, but me and all the friends I was playing with were always just in Discord on our own doing it. So I feel like if that's part of, like, the balancing of your game, it kind of would be ruined by external voice comms. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's why I say like, if you're spotted, because I feel like the game does all these things. Like if someone is spotted, they like get an outline for a second, right? Like if a Mm -hmm. player, so like you could make it. So like, if that process happens when you definitely know where they are anyway, pipe their communication out just to, for a moment of hilarity, but it's, uh, there is, there is still an element of coordination and sound and benefits and drawbacks, even without the voice chat necessarily, oh, for sure. because yeah. when you start that game, when you start a match, you are always as a victim, mm-hmm. you are always on like a hook, um, like roped up, like mm-hmm. trying to get off of it. And like the first thing you always have to do is get off of the hook. And it introduces like the kind of central mechanic as a victim, which is you hold an action button to increase a meter Mm -hmm. that will fill up generally pretty slowly to finish an action, whether that's getting off of a hook, unlocking a door, uh, scavenging for something, whatever it might be. And there's at the top of that meter, there is a, well, there's two meters. There's 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 the overall progress, Mm -hmm. which is what you're trying to complete in order to finish the thing that you are setting out to do like getting off of a hook and then there is the sound meter which as you are holding down that button is filling up and if it reaches the top it makes sound yeah which is audible and is also visually marked on the screen and everyone i think can including victims and killers Mm -hmm. definitely killers can see where that sound is coming from yep so when you start that game and you're on the hook, you can make a lot of noise to get off the hook faster, but the killer will know exactly, killers, I guess, will know exactly where you are from the get-go. Yep. But sometimes you are in a room with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I have had games where the person next to me is just, they, they just really want to get off the hook. Yeah, they, they just make hold a bunch the button. Of noise. I'm like, well, I guess yep. I'm doing this too, because yeah. if they come and attack him, they're going to know where I am. And that happens elsewhere too, right? There's like traps you can like run past that will make sound or you can kind of sneak through them or cut them down so they don't make noise um there's like chickens that yeah (laughs) that will make noise if you run by them Mm -hmm. and if you are coordinating with people there's always a chance that they might you know do something or set something off whereas if i'm by myself i can be like just as like as stealthy as i want to that's always a trade-off especially when playing with randoms that i have to take into consideration on like what i'm doing yeah, yeah, the the aware like as a as a victim, you're very much uh, 
incentivized not to make sound for the most part, right? And because like, like there's there's several things like you said that are tied behind that mechanic. I I do think it's interesting here how like these things do make sound, and as the hunters, you can be actively listening to try to figure it out. But after a couple of games with the hunters, I I at least my conclusion again, I wasn't very deep, was that like you I wasn't picking up much in the way of those sounds if they weren't like hitting the you know you are making sound victim threshold visually it like sets off the visual trigger and like tells you where like oh something just made a sound here and it's like radiates and you have like you know, like x-ray vision so you can like see where that sound was just generated did you feel that there was actually like sound generation looping into the your gameplay like were you actively listening to the environment and stuff when playing as a hunter or was it primarily like this you know waiting for the game to be like you have made a sound player so for me the i agree with so the the indicated sounds where they give you the x-ray vision happens for most things Mm -hmm. and as a like hunter, I wasn't really, I mean, the, the nature of that gameplay is, is so different when you're playing as a family member where you are just really, you can make as much noise as you want to. You are just trying to find people and kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're setting up traps and stuff. But as a victim, I was very much tuned into what am I hearing around me? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's because you are sneaking, even, even if I don't see like a visual indicator. And I think that is because generally that's a much quieter gameplay loop you're much more like aware of your surroundings because you know if you see a like something moving or someone in like the silhouette of like a building kind of like run by it's yeah. like okay that could be someone it could be someone on my team it's probably a killer mm-hmm. they're over there um you still will get the x-ray vision but i mean the most iconic thing you'll hear as a survivor throughout the game that's like your most useful thing is Leatherface's chainsaw, right? Yep. He has to like rev it up in order to actually do anything with it. And there's no like visual indicator that he's doing that. You only hear that. Yeah. And so, you know, you'll be hiding in some, let's say you make it out of the basement, you'll be hiding in like some bushes mm-hmm. and you'll hear the chainsaw revving up in the distance. It's like, okay, I think he's that far away based on what I'm hearing right now. I don't know this for sure, but it sounds right. like he's decently far away. Mm-hmm. I should probably, I can probably go or like I'm hearing it get quieter, right? It's like, okay, yeah, I can probably go. There's the, the chainsaw is the most like noticeable version of that, but there's other things too. Like, you'll hear some of like the killers will like say things yeah, they're like, little as they're like, running by, cues. you can like hear like their yeah. barks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So as a victim, I think there's a little more sort of diegetic, natural sound to look out for yeah i think you're right yeah but it's definitely i would love to see what a gameplay mode of this game would look like where the x-ray stuff was mostly turned off yeah exactly that's what i was kind of going with this as well like i think it'd be cooler more cool if that was how it worked but I understand why it's not that way because then, like yeah same because like there's there that I think that introduces a bunch of problems and that like in the same kind of vein that hunt has there's like functionality problems and then that like you're in this motor like trying to crank a get your game as loud as you possibly can you're like incentivized to compress the sound right like you want everything to be loud and extremely obvious where someone playing in like a more genuine setup you know like with a normalized sound curve 
volume curve, like doesn't hear things that you could hear if you can compress the hell out of your audio. There's like accessibility concerns and stuff there. Like if you need to be listening super carefully to actually be a viable hunter, whatever family member, like it would just be way worse. Um, but I do, I think, I think you're right. Like it's not, it's not totally not present at all. And I, um, the, the, the time I was feeling it the most acutely as a victim was, uh, I guess this is another good call out on how this game kind of differentiates itself. It feels a little bit less arcadey than these other games we were talking about. I think part of the, what lends to that, I, I feel is kind of the way the camera shifts as a victim. Like it feels much slower. Like it really feels clunky to move. And then when you're interacting with something, so like to get out of the basement, you have to like find a key or a lock pick or something to get a door open. When you're doing those things, you can't really pan the camera around very well. It's very slow. So you're like locked into this narrow vision. So your ears turn on. You're like, is someone coming to kill me right now? Because I can't see. And when that is happening, you are definitely listening out and like you hear footsteps and there's the, is that my teammate? Like you're trying to tell by the gate, like how these footsteps sound, which I think is a very potent little like audio moment um yeah so it's there is it's definitely there but yeah i I was i was just curious because i i i'm not sure if it takes anything away from just like the experience but i think sound isn't really wrapped up in the gameplay quite as much as it seems like it would be because everything is like there is a visual indicator um, for example, there's also the mechanic with like, there's a, like grandpa is in the house and mm-hmm. when there's certain thresholds that he gets hit. Uh, and when he does, if you don't like stop moving as a victim, you get lit up on the, um, hunters is the family members is like radar. Um, but I don't, I don't think any of that's like actually sound based. It says like, stop making sound, but I think it's just like, it's detecting if the player moves, like there's a hidden bar that's filling, but I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah. There's. The the flip side of that is that you won't know when it's safe to move again unless you're listening for his like scream ending. Yeah, yeah, which that's I true. always thought was interesting. Yeah, that's a good. I touch. think they do a pretty good job of mixing. Like, they're definitely using noise as a gameplay mechanic that is visually indicated and not as a diegetic. Like, it's not like Hunt. Yeah, right. Where it's very, very, very. Or even like other battle royales, really, yeah. right? Where the it's all just based like, what am I hearing? Mm-hmm. Um, this is this game is telling you what you are hearing by indicating, yeah, it, for the most part, um, typically, yeah, exactly. And there's still, I think it's a good, healthy mix of, you know, if if you are listening, it is definitely advantageous, mm-hmm. yeah. But for sure, it, it, it it's designed around an arbitrary like you're making noise mechanic, which doesn't necessarily play into the audio design as much as like one of those other games, which I don't think is a fault necessarily. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it works well and is balanced. I mean, well, I guess I don't know what people are saying about balance, but I've enjoyed the games I have played so far of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't fault it for using, you're making noise and telling people like visually telling me I'm making noise as like a problem. It's just, you know, yeah, it's a choice. I mean, yeah, it it tells you all the time. Like if you make too much noise, the family member, Mm -hmm. the family will find you. So it's uh, it's it's aware of it. I feel it feels like most of the these decisions were all very intentional. It was like what what do we leave up to sound versus what do we not? Um, yeah, it's good. I guess so. On, in this vein, were there any like particular um, like effects or sounds or anything which you thought were cool or like kind of enjoyed how they tied back to the franchise itself that you wanted to call out? 
Yeah, I mean, so the obvious one, and I mentioned it before, the chainsaw, chainsaw right? Yeah. That's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's big thing. It's in the name. The first of all, the sound effect for the chainsaw is very good. It's very chunky. Yep. It's very menacing sounding. They do a good job with it. It sounds to me almost ripped like right from the film. Yeah. I I'm sure it's not. I'm sure they have recorded it and probably done some audio processing on whatever to yeah. kind of give it that feel. But it sounds chunky and a little compressed and just very um good yeah <laughs> it's like it's good and menacing and scary yeah, and because it, like, it, it captures that thing well that the the movie does where the the chainsaw it's not like it's it's very dynamic like it sounds mm-hmm. like a, a old gnarly chainsaw that's like sputtering and like needs oil and like it just doesn't like it doesn't sound good it doesn't sound like a healthy chainsaw which i think makes it sound like organic and creepy and it's in your face because it's this like dynamic thing that has all this texture and meat to it um yeah that's that's very good there's a very cool, like the opening of those matches where you are on the claw and I believe Leatherface always starts in the basement as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not sure about yeah. that, but I think he does. And you'll hear him revving up that chainsaw moving around and he starts like murder people. So you're kind of in this cat and mouse maze at the very start of every match listening for that, you know, chainsaw rev. getting closer or farther away or getting louder or quieter. And I think that's just a very good, it's like they do a good job with that. It's a very effective way to kind of start off a match and sort of set the scene of, you know, this being creepy. So yeah, good, good chainsaw, which is important for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think you can, you got to make sure that's good. Otherwise, why even, why even be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game? Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, yeah. So I guess that's really cool. I do one of the touches I like at the opening of every match is the radio chatter. Yeah. It's I think always the same, but yep. it's like very, very similar to the opening of the movie, which I think is cool because the movie also opens up with a kind of long radio broadcast of random and kind of concerning creepy events. And yeah. um it's like the scroll like the scrolling text at the beginning is like the mm-hmm. the dude. Two teens have gone missing and da, 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 whatever the county's called. And it's all like yeah. a news broadcast bulletin, but it's like kind of, you know, creepy and off. Yeah. It's good. In the town of Newt, the vehicle was recently discovered abandoned with officials reporting no signs of foul play. Authorities are hopeful that the expanded search nearby Marlow and Chinatown will unearth new leads. Family and- yeah. So they do a good job there. And then, um, I get, those are the two main like movie callbacks uh, as far as sound effects goes. I want to talk about score, but let's like save score for its own kind of yeah, yeah, discussion yeah. later. I, I think the SFX are cool overall. I think that the the game does a good job too of just setting like a good Texas summer heat yeah vibe Bugs. very well. Yeah, yeah. Which the movie also did, mm-hmm. I think, very effectively, and I think why it. Kind of is so one of the one of the many things of the movie that I think is so iconic is just 
I know the atmosphere of that movie is one of the best things about it. And I think the game does a good job of taking that element and replicating it here very well. Like as soon as you get out of the basement, step outside or anything, you kind of are hit with the sound of, you know, all the insects and, Mm -hmm. you know, just like sounds of the house. You You might hear people running around and it's just, it's got that kind of eerie, not always daylight, but you know, the, the, that kind of like tranquil vibe juxtaposed all the horror, horror, horrifying things that are happening, yeah, yeah. horrifying things that are happening. Mm-hmm. I think it it replicates that very well. Anything that you thought? Have you have you watched the movie? Yeah, recently or okay. not? I mean, not recently. I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Is there anything you thought it did well that I haven't touched on? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like you basically talked through my bullet points here. My first one was the radio bulletin thing. Like I was like, hey, that's yeah. a good. That's a good kind of touch. I, I don't know if it might. It might get old after two hundred games or something. But uh, it was very good. Yeah, the ambiance is good. Um, yeah, I think in general, there's. I think that there, there's 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 this kind of like meta thing happening. I feel with a lot of movies in this genre i don't really know what to call it i'm not like a huge horror move film buff but there's this kind of like i don't know like kind of tongue-in-cheek cultural reverence for these like kind of the genre of horror movies like texas chainsaw massacre maybe kind of spawned a lot of them or these it's these like kind of very over the top um almost to the point of like being silly you know like like there's kind of this I don't, maybe the like creators and stuff wouldn't say that it's there, but this like kind of weird charm to these old like horror movies kind of in this, in this vein, um, yeah, maybe just like slasher horror films in general, but there's this kind of like American pop reverence for a lot of them. I think it feels very like pop culture in a weird way, right? Like it's just kind of fun. And I think the game does a good job of kind of capturing that. Like this is a horrible, scary thing, but it's also like kind of meant to be, a little silly and like fun, like very fun horror, even though it's very grotesque. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I'm not, I'm not articulating this super cleanly, but I think the game captures that very well. Um, You are, there's definitely, you are, I think capturing it because there's been a lot of discussion over that first Texas Chainsaw movie and especially its sequel about how they lean into comedic elements and juxtapose sort of this like inherent kind of silliness or just dumb things happening and like how that reflects back on the horrifying things that are happening and how those two things like interact because the second film definitely has like more comedy in it than the first one but there's still elements of that first movie that I think are meant to be kind of like kind of necessarily silly is the right word but only supposed to kind of be I don't know the the scene of of Leatherface at the very end of the movie dancing around with the chainsaw. It's definitely supposed to be kind of silly. Yeah, like yeah. I I think it's always supposed to be kind of silly. Maybe it's supposed to be like disturbing and horrifying, but I always interpreted it as kind of kind of silly. Yeah, and the game like takes that verbatim, and you know he's sitting there with the chainsaw, revving it up and dancing around, and I I don't know. I like. I like that. Yeah, I think it's fun. agreed. Yeah, again, it captures it in multiple ways. Like it kind of hits the nail right on the head in those references. But I feel like the gameplay also just it feels like that. I think games are well suited to that kind of horror thing in general. 
And I think any game like this where it's like multiplayer, there's going to be like people yelling over voice comms and stuff. Like, I think as a game creator, you have to acknowledge that like this isn't going to be like a horror, like like you're playing the alien game from a few years ago. It's just it's not scary like that. It's like startling yeah. and like, ah, oh, the, the guy's here to get me. And like you yell and are surprised. But it's not like you don't have that sense of terror at all. Right. It's just like silly. You're just like an arcadey kind of play around in the sandbox and hope you can and beat the other team. Um, yeah you'll have tense moments or like the rush when you're being chased or kind of the 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 nervousness of is someone over there what do i need to do i'm trying to sneak around and be quiet but it is and at, at the end of the day a arcadey multiplayer asymmetrical game where you're, you know you're just trying to make it out and especially if you're playing with like friends or something over voice yeah as you said it's the the horror part definitely gets it's taken out a little bit, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. still um, it feels okay. It's yeah. fun. It's not like it's not upsetting. Yeah. But I have yeah, I have zero of the anxiety that like an amnesia game gives me. Like none of it. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not upset about it at all. And it's like whatever. That's not what it's trying to be. Your first couple games are kind of like learning it, and maybe that's the core of the fear. But um, it's good. It's good. Let's talk about let's talk about score and music a little mm-hmm. bit. What parts? What did you um? I don't know. Notice first what stuck out to you as far as the soundtrack. The score, I guess, to continue the to continue the conversation of this game and how it relates to the film. Yeah, yeah. I think the first thing I noticed was that the score felt very similar to the film's score in that it's largely like ambient, ambient. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. ambient, largely kind of like metallic drone. Um, it's, I believe, like classic apprehension engine. So apprehension engine being like the creepy music instrument thing that the composer for The Witch made, mm-hmm. uh, the movie from, yeah. I guess, a few years back. But I believe they used it here as well. Cool. Lots of just kind of like creepy metallic drone like noises that just are sort of naturally anxiety-inducing just playing sort of throughout the match in different ways. Not necessarily always even happening at like tense moments or like necessarily like it could just be playing like in the movie, Mm -hmm. there's moments where that score just kind of kicks in when they're just sort of outside of like the house for a while trying to kind of decide if it's worth going in or I don't remember the exact films, but it's just sort of there in the background a lot, kind of just adding to this like unsettling vibe. And then, of course, it sort of escalates once things in the movie escalate and yeah. it kind of gets more loud and more pronounced. But for a lot of it, it's just kind of there. And I thought that worked really well in the movie. And it seems like they've replicated that in the game for the most part. Like, it'll be playing as you're wandering around, as you're sneaking around. but it's mostly there to sort of set the vibe. And I think it does a very good job of doing that. What did you think of the score? Yeah, I'm, I think I, I did a bad job of analyzing it while I was playing because I think I was like learning a game and kind of, I was just like overwhelmed with the mechanics at the time. It's hard to do both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, I had to yeah. watch, mm-hmm. I, I played a lot of this game, but eventually in preparation for talking about it, I had to just cut on some no commentary gameplay to really just listen yeah. because when I'm playing it, I'm finding it really hard to be like, yeah, thinking analytically. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, sorry. you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm aware of it being there, but I think I'm speaking to the fact that, yeah, like it's not, 
it's not there's not like a ton of over the top repetitive stuff happening, especially in game that you're like, oh, it's this piece of music. It's kind of it's there. It adds to it, but it feels much more like a, you know, it's like an element, a platform on which these other things are happening versus like a, a loud, prominent player. Um, yeah, if, if, like I did note in the menu music, like the main theme, like when you start up, I think it plays looping in the menus, too. Um, I like turned it way up pre game, like the crank the game got it as loud as I could. There is like in this weird kind of metallic soundscape, there's a lot happening. And it's, I think a lot of it's like synthetic. A lot of these are not real sounds We're here, you know, quote unquote real, like they're synthesized, but there is like a very, um, kind of mid low rumble that like kind of peaks up every so often. And it very much sounds like a chainsaw. Like there's like a sputtering thing happening in there and it kind of has like like mechanicness to it that kind of like fluctuates every so often. Um mechanicalness to it. And I'm like, I don't know if it was intentional, but I listening to it, I'm like, I feel like there's no way this wasn't intentional. Um I think if you're listening to it passively, you'd almost never catch that it's there. To me, I I feel like I hear I've got like a there's a machine down there happening in that kind of mid low spectrum. Um, that was kind of my extent of my music analyses. Yeah, if anything, this almost gave me an appreciation of the movie even more for sort of how I don't even know if it's right to say ahead of the times it was or if it just really set the sort of tone for a lot of things that came after but just that metallic creepy apprehension engine just like stretching out sounds and kind of like you know metal on metal like creepy things just being used to create that anxiety mm-hmm. um like that's kind of everywhere like if you go back and listen to you know our amnesia bunker episode like a lot of the score in that feels very similar yeah in a, right, in a lot right, of right. ways yeah. and it's just interesting to think about this movie from the 70s doing that then and how that's persisted and is still so such a prominent thing in horror i don't even know if it was the early like an early movie to do that this isn't a movie podcast but um the game does a good job i guess of taking that inspiration and I think utilizing it. I mean, here, I think kind of back, yeah, back to our previous point on like these, this kind of weird genre that spawned. I'm I'm sure there's other horror movies in there, but I feel like, yeah, you think of these, like the slasher films like this and Friday the 13th and um, what else is in there? Like nightmare on Elm street, maybe like those, like I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is really, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, probably the first, one of those like i feel like maybe like the kind of the earliest entry in that in that headspace for a lot of people at least for me Um, it's definitely like it's definitely sort of the like progenitor of a lot of the slasher tropes in particular i'd say one of the only ones before that i could really give a lot of credit to would be like psycho but even that's a little different in what it's trying to do like the texting on massacre establishing a lot of things that you would see in movies that came after that immediately, yeah. especially like the Halloweens, the Friday the 13th, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, 
I, I think, I, like to your point, I think it is it is cool now. Like, I think I, have, I probably should go back and watch it, right? Like, because I have, like, I just don't have that appreciation for what they were doing in terms of sound, really. So it would be a cool, kind of a cool academic experience, I think. Um, yeah, I'd recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe it's we'll, on Peacock. We're getting, we're getting almost <laughs> to October. We're a few, we're almost in Halloween times. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll yeah. toss it on. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah. So not even a huge huge time commitment but definitely a, a very good movie worth going back yeah, to nice. a great movie even nice yeah and a pretty um, good game if you're into this really fun game yeah if you're into this genre i think this is worth checking out if not i i'm not sure if this will have enough to like oh i got really into these like asymmetrical horror survival games this kind of just feels like another step maybe a minor evolution but it's cool it's on um uh, game pass as well so you can check it out if you're a game pass subscriber for free and one benefit you do have if you are interested in checking out that genre is this one is new relatively yeah, yeah. as of the time that this episode will drop. So it's not like jumping into Dead by Daylight that's been out for years and years where everyone has figured out sort of the approach. At least if you are curious, it's pretty new to a lot of people. So a decent time to to maybe check it out. Cool. And that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2023 video game. <laughs> 2023 video game yeah. Yeah. not the 1983 video game yeah. that also exists yeah. um, cool um, <laughs> should we do our minor updates let's do our minor updates okay. um, should I go first sure you want to go, go first ahead. do it yeah. um, okay so I saw a film over the weekend called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nice. Mutant Mayhem. That was Mutant Mayhem sound, dude. It was actually really good. Nice. But the movie itself was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I did not realize until about five minutes into this movie, when I'm like, wow, this game, this, this movie's, I said, almost said games because we talk about games. Yeah. This movie's score is really, really good. Who did this? Right, right. And of course, it was Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yeah. And I did know I, this, um, but that's, that's, that's good stuff. I yeah. didn't. Mm-hmm. So I got in there and I'm listening to this like this pretty great score. And I'm like, wow, this is like really good. Like I wasn't expecting, I was kind of expecting just sort of generic superhero-esque, you know, backdrop. But now there's like some really cool tracks in there. Um just like cool synth work. Um, there's like a track, like a fight track that seems super like Aphex Twin inspired. I don't know. There's just funky rhythms and stuff going on. Yeah. Like really loud in your face, like drums. And then like kind of ran like like, stop and send. There's like a little like synth line that drums come back in. Yeah. I don't know. Just really good. Like the score itself is absolutely worth a listen. Also a really good movie. Would heartily recommend. And um, yeah, it's it's just really good. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, good. That's I want to I want to see it. I'm not sure if I'll make it to the theater for it, but I want to check it out. Um, cool. My minor update is a game in general, sp- um, specifically sound around it. Um, have you played Marvel Snap? Speaking of superhero things, Marvel Snap. I played Marvel Snap. A little bit when it launched. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it just had the like official PC launch. Uh, you could play it on PC before, but it was just like the mobile client, and so it was like this, you know, vertical like rectangle screen thing that was launchable. Now they have like a proper PC client, so I've been playing it again, 
And uh, this game's VFX and sound team did some work. Like, there's some cool dynamic stuff here. Here, listen to this. I'll share. So this is just like the game kind of startup sound when you enter a match in the Marvel Snap game. And then, like, some cool stuff that happens mid-turn here. So I'll just play it. It's like the match found thing. We're loading in. The sound of, like, the over, the announcer's voice is, like, very good. It's very reminiscent of the, like, um, the Halo, you know, like, multiplayer announcer, kind of, to me. It's a little different, a little punchier, maybe, but feels like you got this, like, very good announcer voice talking about what's happening. But I think the really cool part of this is coming up here in a second. That, like, filter transition there is so good. Yeah. And the, when the things start happening, like, there's these, there's this, like, low pass and the instrumentation all changes. Or all of a sudden you get these, like, the horns come in and, like, the kick drum really starts hitting. And, like, the, the beat changes and the whole thing goes back and forth. Um... And essentially that all occurs like when both players, uh, this this game is interesting that players are taking their actions at the same time and both of you like hit confirm and then like the game progresses. And when you both hit confirm and that starts happening, it does that little bit we just listened to or like the horns come in and like the, the score picks up, but it all like fades in and out very dynamically. Like it's the same piece with different instrumentation being like faded in and filtered. There's like letting highs and lows through that word before and it like gets really big in your face as the like characters are coming out and hitting each other and punching and then it kind of goes back to that like methodical uh you know like contemplative bit after that and it just works very well it's good i like it i like a dynamic score yeah just so then it's a, you know more you're thinking about the things than hitting each other and it's, yeah, just like it doesn't really get old you'd think it would after 100 games but i've been playing for hours and i'm still I'm still digging it, so. Nice. Marvel Snap, yeah. available on phones and now. PCs officially. PC. You know, it's a mobile trading card game, so take that for what you will. But I've been playing it. I haven't spent the dime yet. It's good. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Those were our minor updates. We did it. Yeah, yeah. The minor updates are done. Let's see. I don't know, like, hopefully next week. We're trying to figure out logistics. In a couple weeks, if we'll be able to get to Starfield or not. But that's our, that's our goal, maybe. We'll see. We'll have to see how. Yeah. I mean, Starfield's going to be a big game, so we might need some buffer time, some buffer to, time actually. to do it. So there might be something else sneaking in there, but uh, keep well, keep an ear we'll out. Figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can find us if you want to. You can find us on octetpod.com. Everything's there. Uh, we're octetpod on all forms of social media. Um, our contact information is in the show notes, along with a link to our Discord, where you can jump in and just ask us questions directly. We got, we've had some more activity there. People are coming in and talking about sound and stuff, and it's a good time. So come come join us. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>